to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Danielle, what are you doing here? The others are coming. We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're, we're so lost. We need to run, hide, or die. We're also rewatching the classic ABC TV series Lost. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne Marie D. Simone with and frog in my throat. Oh. It, yeah, a little bit. <coughs> just a little. Pardon me. I'm going to just apologize up front. I'm well, going to do my best to she, back away. She was, uh, she was breathing in some of the black smoke. Oh, that's smoke. I couldn't resist, guys. But we are joined here Thursday, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com with our lovely chat room. We hope you jo- jump in there and join us. Uh, Angel T in the chat room says, please don't die, guys. We will endeavor not to. I'm trying really hard. That is my constant motivation to stay alive. As, uh, as uh, I think... Uh, it's true for uh, all of us. Stay in the latte. No, I can't sing tonight. Yeah, probably Damn. not. Best, best to leave the singing for people who have a, a good voice like me and stick to the spoiler policy, Anne-Marie. Hi, guys. You may be familiar with our spoiler policy. Well, there is a little addition spoiler tonight. Spoiler policy. See, I told you I could sing. Hold on. I'm going to be an emoji. That'll translate great for the audio. Want listeners. it, though? <laughs> the flat face one. Um, okay, so spoilers, typically we love them, but for Lost, we don't, because anything and everything is out there, as well as all the speculation in all of the lands. Mm-hmm. Tonight, we are talking about Exodus Part 1. Not only, Part 2 and 3. Not Part 2, not Part 3. Do not hop in my chat room and tell me something that happens in Exodus Part 2 or 3. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't I'll do have to it. boot you. I don't like booting people. I have like a whole group dedicated to not booting people. Well, to be fair, you know what? They, we, we do allow for, for light spoilers. So you can say, <coughs> you can say, you know, Michael and his crew are still on the raft, but you can't say Michael and his crew are still on the raft, except they ate Walt. They ate the they ate the polar bear who was, hi- who was, was hiding. He was hanging on the underside of the raft waiting for them to take off. That's why they had trouble getting in the water. Um, no, but, you know, we don't mind, you know, if we hit on something and you're like, oh, that is so close or that is so absolutely ridiculous. Don't tell us quite, hey, that's so close or that's so ridiculous. Be but like, you'll get more information soon. We or... will also accept, ooh. Yes, we like, ooh, okay. in typed form. So that's a lot of O's. So, yeah, Definitely. just. Just don't ruin it for us. Yeah, yeah, because that, w- that would ruin the whole concept of the show. But uh, it, speaking yeah. of the show, I want to get talking about this episode because it okay. was really, really good. So, Emery, really why don't you hit them up with the rhyming episode summary? I'm going to hit them up. All right. Danielle reappears with a dire warning. Others are coming. They'll be there before morning. The plan involves ships and blown apart hatches. They'll light the fuse if the Black Rock has matches. Michael takes off in his water-bound edifice. Stuff finally gets real in the first part. Part of Exodus. Exodus! Part Red One. Sea. Part and reveal three. the island. Ah. The island of the castaways of Lost. I am that Bill Meeks. Amory, what did you think? I really liked it and I'm kind of excited for, um, you know, the next part, mm-hmm. two and three. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I want to see what happens because... Mm-hmm. Okay, so as much as we try to avoid the spoilers, sometimes you just get them. Like the fact that I know many of the characters that are on a specific little raft are still on the show after this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it doesn't work. 
So I kind of can't wait to find out what happens. But I mean, it does leave the question: like, how do they get back? Right. What happens? We don't know how. I don't know how it happens. I just know they obviously have to come back. Yeah, definitely. They have to go back. Uh, but I, I, I just had a moment. But we'll continue. It, no, no, it was a really good episode. It, it did feel at parts like it was a little draggy because it was all this person says goodbye, then this person it was says a lot goodbye, of goodbyes. And, yeah. And, but at the same time, as I said in the rhyme, it felt like stuff finally started getting real, and we start we were were finally moving towards this big climax that we've been building to all season just kind of hinting at all mm-hmm. season well we uh, haven't seen that smoke monster too much lately so that's very true. it's nice to get him back but yeah i definitely enjoyed it and made me really excited to see parts two and three but Absolutely. the one thing that impressed me most of all about this episode was the concept flashbacks uh, that, that they had. Because I think this is the first time they've had, A, a flashback that touched on maybe more than one character. That intentionally did, yeah. instead of somebody being like a background guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, they were all connected. They were all set in the same, like... 45 minutes in the Australian Sydney airport. Yeah. You, you know, I, I, I loved uh, the showing of the flashbacks with multiple characters all about to get on the plane. I, a, after seeing these characters evolve over the course of the season, it was really fun to revisit the characters as we met them in the pilot. And it made me want to slap up. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, they haven't – no character has made a huge leap from who they were before. No. But they've all taken very positive steps into becoming better people in, all, in, in most cases. Steps. It's just uh, that they've taken steps. But it was really kind of cool just to go back and see these versions of the characters as we saw them in the pilot and a couple episodes after that. Right. I, but I, I do have to say that uh, Shannon and Boone and Saeed's flashback was by far the most interesting because they all kind mm-hmm. of interconnected. First of all, Saeed living, leaving the bag on the chair in the airport is super suspicious and a little dumb, especially... Wasn't it this like a year after 9-11? Like not long after 9-11? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, you know, airport security, they're going to be... And everyone else in the airport, especially that soon after 9-11, um, is going to be suspicious. way more suspicious of, a, of a, an Arab gentleman leaving a bag and Walking running away. away. Right. Uh, Especially leaving it near mm-hmm. a white blonde girl. Yeah, like it, left like the most stereotypical mm-hmm. like American. Yeah, and Saeed's way smarter than that. So I, I wonder if he had a good reason to leave the bag there or if he was just being careless because he was so distraught because losing his friend that we saw in the flashback a couple weeks ago. I honestly think he she looked trustworthy maybe mm-hmm. and he honestly thought she was going to watch the bag. Yeah, yeah. That's where he went wrong, Saeed. That's where you went wrong. I, I, I do wonder if, uh, if Saeed, Shannon is ever going to tell Saeed uh, she told on him, uh, you know, to the security guard. I, but you, you were going to say something. I don't think she knows it was him. Really? You, she you don't think she connected accent. to it? I don't it? think she made, I think she, because I don't recall if she even looks up. Mm-hmm. I think she hears him. And after everything that's happened, I don't think she knows it's him. Yeah. Because there's no way of her, like, she doesn't know that that person is on her flight. It's the Sydney airport. It can't be small. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so I don't think she knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a better chance of him recognizing her. Yeah. But, but we, which I, that in itself is a little weird that he never said anything. Very true. Very. But then again, he, he was just like, oh, I'm leaving this bag for a second. He saw her. He walked right. away. It, it does lead me to wonder, though, because you'd think he would remember her more if something happened after that. Did, did Saeed get his bag back? 
attack or uh, did he have a run in with security and almost not get on the plane right. or did he just abandon his bag when he saw security milling around it? I think he'd have abandoned his bag. Yeah. Well, he'd already been. This is where I'm confused a little bit because he was, I guess he wasn't in Sydney when he got pulled into the airport. He was at Gla- Gla- Glass Glasslow or something. He was mm-hmm. in Europe when he got pulled in to go on the mission in Sydney. Yeah. Which I think it's weird that they came back around. But I mean, if they open the bag, they'll see who he is. And they'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. Well, he got on the plane. Mm-hmm. So obviously it was fine. Over in the chat room, Angel says perhaps he didn't think about it in that moment. Like he was probably busy with something and did something that most of us would do. Hey, person, could you be a decent person and watch my bag for a sec? But Yes and no, because at mm-hmm. that point, you wouldn't do that. Plus, maybe, Or you wouldn't say yes. Maybe it just rings out to me, too, just because... It, and I don't know if this was true in airports back then, but airports now, most airports, there's a announcement that comes over every, every five minutes. minutes. <laughs> please do not leave your bags unattended. Do if you not see take an a bag, bag from please call security. So this is like a big thing that's you yeah. know warned about in airports. Right. Uh, so it, maybe that's why it kind of stuck out to me. Uh, it, although one other thing about that flashback that I kind of liked was that Shannon, the last thing, we, I, one of the last things we hear Shannon say to Boone in the scene is you have no idea what I'm capable of. And in the pilot, when they, after they've crashed and everything, they're still having that same argument. So it was just kind of cool to see that it little just thread, kept going. thread of continuity going, yeah. going forward. I also really enjoyed Jack's interaction with Anna Lucia in the bar and the snarky wasp couple who were making fun of Sun and Jin even because they thought they couldn't understand him. Right. I, I really enjoyed both of the characters. So I really hope, if nothing else, and considering this is part one of a three-part episode, episode that will get a few more flashbacks of them before they die horrifically in the plane crash i think we'll at least get anna lucia because we know she's on Mm -hmm. the plane we don't actually know that the mean mean couple that i want to punch in the face is on the plane they were just in the airport eating it just it seems it's assumed they they seem so featured (laughs) that it, it would almost be a shame to not readdress them uh at some point and i'm assuming parts two and three are going to circle back around and show us what happened on the plane i I mean we've got little bits and pieces of it but it would be nice to see it just i i i would like to see it all just one scene just everything that transpired on the plane everything we've seen so far people have gone through and like edited that together but we can't watch that until we're done with all the yeah there there is a chronologically lost uh thing that they've put together that that I, i just was saw mentioned online this week and i was like oh i can't wait to watch that in four years when we're done watching lost right uh michael lucero or sorry black lucerock in the chat room says maybe saeed wasn't familiar with all the islamophobic fears in the western world i'm sure he was i yeah yeah i mean especially because at that point he was traveling a lot mm -hmm. he was looking for insert uh, the chick's name here um like he was traveling a every couple months weeks something like that so i think he had to know so he 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 wasn't he wasn't little saeed out of iraq not knowing what the world had in store for him you know he he, he'd been around the block once or twice he'd been around the block and he was in the military so i think he might have had some more of us he he would have known about 9-11 and that it was Mm -hmm. arabic people you know who wouldn't have though who uh because she was stuck on an island danielle the french chick oh gosh she doesn't know anything does she yeah but you wanted to talk about it mm-hmm. sorry i'm trying to save my throat okay so the, the the french chick danielle i love that she finally made contact with the group i thought it was precious i just feel a little bad that she came back to go hi y'all are gonna die <laughs> just so you know you mm-hmm. can run you can hide or you can die mm-hmm 
what? Run, hide, or die? How is that an option <laughs> on an island? It's pretty extreme. It was pretty extreme. Um, but that also means that she's not scared of them. She's scared for them. Mm-hmm. So she is concerned for the group. Um, also, um, one thing that we never mentioned before with her on, and if we did, I forgot to mention it again because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really impressed by her speech because, A, she's French. Yes. And she speaks beautiful English. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, well, you know Europeans. They know, like, every language in the world. Uh, they do know a lot more. But, well, then shouldn't she have sent out her SOS in English instead of French? Or done both? Mm-hmm. Um, but she's been alone on an island for 16 years. And you know what? You don't use it. You lose it. Yeah. You lose the ability. It's not mm-hmm. even, like, she forgets how to speak. It's harder. Like yeah. me right now. I can't talk because I've been <laughs> isolated for 16 years. <laughs> um, so I just thought that was pretty – like, she obviously doesn't have the communication skills. Mm-hmm. But she can actually – do the speaking. So there's that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also, Angel T in the chat room points out we found out the gender of her kid, which uh, oh, we had we had a point of contention in our preparations yes. for tonight's episode. And who was right? You were right. Thank you. You were right. I, I let's put it out there, folks. I was <laughs> right. Okay, but back to Danielle, the French chick. So her story is absolutely positively heartbreaking to me. Mm-hmm. But what seven month pregnant woman goes on such an expedition, even if she's with her husband? Mm-hmm. that's not safe it's not safe i'm sorry because she was on a boat yeah like they were going to investigate things did 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 we ever find out find out how long they'd been on the boat though because may i mean maybe that's they true. were out on like a eight month voyage and you know they had do, fun the first do, do, month do, 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 do. and uh, you know then they ended up landing on the island Okay, see that? I'll buy. If we can get that confirmed, that'd be excellent. But it just feels odd that she got... Also, she's French and they're down in, like, Australia land. Mm-hmm. So that's not... It's Australia not, land. Uh, Australia land. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> but this also means that they were on the island for about a month or two before the baby was born. About the same as Claire. <clears throat> and the others came to take her baby the week after she was born. And roughly, a, they're coming roughly a few days after Claire's baby was born. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there might be some connection. Crazy how both the boat and the plane had a very pregnant woman on board. Mm-hmm. And this makes Bill's crazy, crazy, crazy theory about a baby-powered Genesis device way more in the realm of possibility. Yes, definitely. Way more. I, it's kind of disturbing. Team Genesis device. Team Genesis device. Although this also says to me, yeah. I, in my scientific mind, that you should never let a pregnant woman in your vehicle because you're going to crash on an island. Only if you have to go over the Pacific. You could be right, riding down Route 66, pregnant woman in the vehicle. You crash, boom, you're on the island. You fall through a hole in space and time there's a wormhole to the island it leads to the black rock i'm coming soon but you know i had something i wanted to talk a little bit about uh danielle rousseau as well and that's the french chick and that's uh the scratches she has yeah Uh, now Locke was suspicious of them Uh which made me instantly suspicious me too me too because if Locke's suspicious about something there's probably a good reason and he's probably right i and i was thinking about it like what could the scratches be and and a little theory and this kind of plays into a theory i have coming up in a little bit but uh my theory is that the others maybe tortured her captured her tortured her and then offered to return her her daughter if she helped uh guide the main cast members away from the beach so they could snatch Claire's baby. Maybe she's working with the others. Uh, but oh. is she working alone? I have a theory on that coming. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. We can yeah. we can go with that. And that's all I'll say. Do you have any theories about the scratches? 
I was suspicious as well. Mm-hmm. Um, however, her covering and saying it was just a, a branch or, or a plant or something yeah. was very odd that she was able to cover it so mm-hmm. well. Again, she's been alone for 16 years. She hasn't had to lie to anyone. So <laughs> yeah. there's that. And as Angel T says in the chat room, they wouldn't point them out if they weren't important. That is so true. Very so, true. so true. You know what else is really important? The Black Rock is a freaking pirate ship. Yeah, it seems kind of important. Seems a little important that the Black Rock is not a rock. It is a freaking pirate ship. Yo ho ho bottle of rum. I wonder if there's any rum on there. Hopefully. I hope so for everyone's sake. They they can get some of that rum. They can get some heroin from the plane. They go have a in the dynamite. They're gonna have a They're gonna blow that hatch open in more ways than one. I'll tell you that much. Okay. So other than you professional losties out there, who expected this? I did not, under any circumstances, expect a pirate ship. I don't know what I expected. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I think I expected a rock. I did too. I expected just like a big black rock out in the middle of the the sea or something. Some sort of like shadowy rock figure. Mm -hmm. Sort of like Jake and the Neverland Pirates with Skull Rock. Yes. Yes, I could see that. Uh, sorry, mom brain. Or Peter Pan. Or Peter Pan. There, it was, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, um, so I didn't expect a pirate. Let's just be honest. Okay. But it makes sense since they were able to get explosives from the black rock that it wasn't mm-hmm. an actual rock. I don't know what I was yeah. expecting from that. Um, like, I, I, I don't know. I was picturing some sort of like cave system you know, or like a you camp, know, yeah. like for the others. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. How do we? It makes sense that they would be able to get explosives from it, though. But in but in what for? Oh, what form? Ha! Huh. Yay, typing. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to be rocking some sticks of dynamite? <laughs> or is this going to be a powder and fire situation? Because we never actually saw her with the explosives. We just saw the explosions. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> and how long has this ship actually been here? It's a good question. It had to be there for decades and possibly centuries be- just by its location. It's in the middle of the island. Mm-hmm. Like time, erosion, planetary shifts, all sorts of shenanigans had to have happened so that this boat would be in the middle of it's five kilometers in yeah so, so how, that was my big question was how did a boat get out in the middle of the woods was there well, like a big hurricane or something you know i didn't actually monsoon not a hurricane monsoon that actually makes way more sense mm-hmm. Um, it and knocks it me back down to decades. It is monsoon season. Decades versus the centuries. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, even with the monsoon, which I don't think carries things quite like a tornado where it literally picks it up and moves it miles. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was really strange. Like, it had to be there a long time because, you know, like islands, they'll sometimes just be under the water and then, you know life happens yeah they aren't anymore and that i could see them like wrecking on a tiny-ish ish Mm -hmm. island and then just they couldn't get off of it and over time there's more and more island that makes sense to me uh let's see what if the tide shift and it's revealed that uh, it's actually isla nublar from jurassic park and there's dinosaurs on (laughs) i will say real quick over in the chat room there was a lot oh I, let's see. Uh, Angel T says, I did not expect a ship. I, I was like Bill and expecting a literal Black Rock. Yep. And then Black Lucerock says, uh, spoiler, the Black Rock arrived when Hook opened up a portal to the Ron realm. And Angel T says, darn it, Killian. Everybody has a portal anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's um, a once upon a time reference. Little once upon a time. Okay. But last but certainly not least, the fact that this ship has to have been there for a very long time uh-huh. makes your Genesis theory even more of a not crazy theory. Mm-hmm. because Ethan was not so old. Yeah. And I can see, yes, they can they can have the babies, but how many wenches are on a pirate ship? Mm-hmm. 
you know, they don't they don't take them with them. From what I know, yeah, I yeah. don't I don't know much about pirates. Well, so, yeah, sometimes they do, probably. Sometimes I would. Ho- I mean, they had to have otherwise. Genesis. Black Lucera Rock in the chat room says you will absolutely find out how that ship got there, but not anytime soon. Wah, wah, wah. But uh, you're definitely still on team. I'm on uh, team Genesis device. Team now. Genesis device. Okay, Oops. I think we both are. Uh, which means it's a great time to take a break. First of all, we want to help get this show out to as many people as possible. One way you can help us do that is by going to iTunes and leaving a review for the show. And none of you are doing it. Yeah, because normally what we do is you leave a review and we read them on the show. But we don't have any to read this week, sadly. Uh, So uh, get out there, leave us a review on the show. We'd really super duper appreciate it. And we'll read it for you. Uh, but since we can't do that, uh, why don't we t- tell them about our Patreon, Amory? So, guys, we've gone through and we've done some retooling to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash universe box. We have. Um, between Patreon and ourselves, the minimum patro- or donation is now $1 mm-hmm. instead of $0.10. Cents. Eh, not that much more. Should I tell them a, f- a, a bit about uh, the unlockables we have if yes, we get enough please. support? Please okay. tell us about the unlockables. A bi-weekly movie commentary podcast. Ooh. We'll record a short live streamed instant reaction for Once Upon a Time. So greetings from Storybrooke might be dead, but uh, we you can still hear what we thought about it live on Facebook. Um, we'll produce a video series to teach you everything we know about podcasting, from the tech to the philosophical approach we take to it and yep. everything in between. Totes. Uh, we, we'll add another show. With your help, we'll design a show and and launch it. <laughs> and uh, then uh, the big one, if we get $1,000 a month in support, we'll do a live Universe Box event here in Orlando. We'll invite party. all of you down. And if you won't be there, we'll, we'll do a live stream. stream. It. It, it'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we also revamped our rewards a bit, too. Um, you, you know, uh, the big one, and, and this is well within the realm of most people's Pocket abilities. Books. Uh, the we've started the five dollar star patrons club. Ooh. That's the five dollar star, star patrons club, where if you donate five dollars or more a month, five dollars or more a month, we will read your name on every, every podcast we do. Is podcast podcast uh, that we, we do. do that month? So this month it's Jason Ritter, Becca Baca, Angel, Kelsey, Monica Jones, Sage of Earth, aka Patty, Harry Sidler, Timothy Peters, and Lisa Babbage. Oh, oh. Oh, scrolling, scrolling. And Hope Molinex. And Hope Molinex, who always seems to go on the second page. Thank you, guys. You thank guys you, thank 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 you, The $5 Star Patrons Club. I, I really think if I've, any of you need any blood or organs, a transplant, a infusion, just call us up. $5 Star Patrons Club. We got your back. If you want to be a member of the $5 Star Patrons Club or help us out at any level and get all sorts any of great level. bonuses, cool. patreon.com slash universe box. And to remember to, to think, think outside. outside. I wasn't ready. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, so uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, go check out our expert, our lost expert, <gasps> Michael Lucero. And he's, he's going to weigh in with his wisdom, wisdom on Exodus Part 1. Take it away, Michael. You have a bigger problem. I can vanish into the internet, but I'm just one person. You have thousands of listeners. Where will you hide them? Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Michael. Hey! So here we have part one of the first season finale of Lost. I love the format they've chosen here to focus uh, not only on one character but on all the characters and what they were doing before they boarded Flight 815. Uh, There's lots of scenes where you see other characters in the background, and it really underscores the idea of all these people who had never known each other before, but who are connected somehow even before they crashed on the island. 
And on a similar note, I also love the way the Raft story culminates here in this episode, and how it took not just Michael and his team, but the entire community of survivors to launch the Raft. And these people who were strangers just 22 episodes ago, who still don't really know each other all that well, are coming together to achieve something for the good of all of them. Uh, and I think that's amazing. And again, uh, Giacchino's music just makes the, um, just makes that moment, uh, even more moving and memorable. Um, the track is called Parting Words, if anyone wants to YouTube it. Um, what else? Let's see. We finally see the oft mentioned Black Rock, yes. which is completely different from anything I'd imagined or okay, anything y'all have imagined, at least as of the recording of this voicemail. Um, I don't know if you, uh, predicted anything like that. Uh, the Black Rock is a very interesting part of Lost's mythology, and you will definitely learn more about it, how it got there, Good. uh, maybe who was on it, uh, but not so very late in the show. Uh, another one of my favorite scenes from this season, uh, takes place in this episode too. The scene where, uh, Sawyer tells Jack that he'd met his father in the bar in Sydney. I love the way that Sawyer doesn't outright say it, but kind of spells it out in a way that Jack can make the connections on his own. And Jack's own emotion in this scene is something that I can really relate to. And I also love the, the, the way that, uh, these two characters who've had such a big, uh, rivalry and antagonism in the past are kind of in a way almost becoming friends now. Uh, speaking of Sawyer, we've always known since his first flashback episode that Sawyer was an alias. And now we finally get his real name, James Jeez. Ford. Yes, I think I this name suits him perfectly. Although I can't to read the title of that Jesse James movie without thinking of Sawyer now. Oh, yes. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you all think of uh, Danielle Rousseau's statement that the monster is a security system whose purpose is to protect the island. What do you think? Do you all believe that? Remember, this is Danielle's theory, uh, a woman who's been stuck alone on the island for 16 years. So is she the most uh, trustworthy source on that? Um, See, I'd say, I'm going to go with she's not, just by the way you're saying that. Yeah, by that. the way you're saying that. Absolutely. If you hadn't said it like that, if I had read that as I'd have been like, or yes. something, I'd been like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because if she was crazy, she would have been like, it's a demon from the depths of hell. <laughs> I made her French. Yes. It's just her theory. It might not exactly be the truth. Or it might be, and maybe I'm just trying to misdirect you. Who knows? Now you're even more mm. so lost. <laughs> All right, so oh, just running through a few small things, and I'll tie this up and send this voicemail out to sea, hopefully with a cooler or two of dried fish and tropical fruit. Salt uh, For one, we see the, retur- uh, the return of Arzt, one of my favorite background characters. We also get to see something I've been waiting for for a long, long time. Uh, Sun and Jin's reunion, short-lived though it is. I think this scene really shows that Jin cared about Sun the whole time and that most mm-hmm. of what he did was for her. Yes. Not that he didn't have some serious issues to repent of, but they're one of my favorite couples on this show for sure. And anytime we get a tearful reconciliation scene between the two of them is a scene I really enjoy. Wait, that means there's and more. Also, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill, but I have to bring up Star Wars here. I love the many references this episode is peppered with. Uh, from Montan to losing his arm in Danielle's story, 
since severed arms are a recurring motif in Star Wars, uh, to Michael correcting Jin while they fix the raft. Uh, that being kind of an analog for the scene in uh, Empire Strikes Back when Hanan is yelling at Chewie fixing, fixing the Millennium Falcon. Uh, the line okay. that he uses is basically a direct quote from that movie. Uh, it, it won't be the last Star Wars reference you see in this show, too. And finally, a very small complaint. I never really understood why Ed Mars needed five guns. And his explanation here in this flashback doesn't really give an answer to that question, at least not one that makes much sense to me. Um, But it's not all that big of a deal, and I'll forgive a little bit of hand-waving on what's admittedly a pretty minor issue. So, all in all, I'll give this episode 89 out of 93 messages in a bottle. And I only give it that low a number because what's coming next is just that much better. As always, thank you, namaste, and good luck. Namaste. Is it over yet? Is the Star Wars the over Star yet? Wars was over about three minutes ago. Okay, sorry. I tried I, throwing things at I completely at you. shut down my life. But thank you very much, Michael. Uh, we really appreciate it. Lots yes. of good points. Except the Star Wars stuff, man. Man. Okay, uh, let's get back to the main discussion here. I wanted to talk a bit, of, and Michael mentioned it in his voicemail, mm-hmm. the arts part. The yeah. arts part. I, I, I really, you know, we were kind of suspicious of arts. Last week? Last Last week yes. and okay, okay, now I'm really suspicious about this guy. First of all, he he inserts himself into the party, heading back, heading to the Black Rock. I'm a, in my inclination was that it was so he could keep an eye on them. Oh, totally. I, he's also quick to give up and slip away as soon as you know they were close. There's danger present, or they're danger. They're close. I maybe he had to report back to somebody. I'm thinking he might be in line with the others. I said this last week. I just want to reiterate it. I think he might be working with the others. He might have been there the entire time, might have come with Ethan, been in the group the whole time, and now it's action time. Well, I think when we talked about this, I said he probably just got a look at the roster or the flight Mm -hmm. manifest to pick a name. Yeah, yeah. He's just lucky he didn't pick one of somebody that was on the island. Yeah, but uh, also the fact that the smoke monster appeared uh, got me thinking about some stuff. I, I'm wondering if maybe Arts and the others have some sort of control over this security system, the smoke monster. I feel like maybe part of the maybe part of the reason he went away, maybe it was to check in, maybe it's because he wanted to summon it for some reason. Interesting. I uh, it, the the thing that makes me think this a lot though is oh. that well the, when I saw the black smoke rise up that's the smoke monster is the first thing i thought of so maybe the black smoke that's rising up is connected to the smoke monster somehow that would make sense smoke and smoke monster yeah maybe that's another part of the security system and just because it it senses when babies are born maybe uh but it just seems so birth has occurred it seems so ritualistic to do uh and you know it seems kind of foolish if there's nothing weird going on for them to warn the people that they're coming to steal their baby uh you know so so I, I definitely feel like the smoke monster and the black smoke rising up from the others or might be connected. So may, maybe if so, maybe they're in control of the smoke monster somehow. Okay. I I also uh, think that maybe arts um, that arts might have been sent uh, to draw the the uh, main cast. Uh, while he, the others uh, massacre the extras on the beach. I, I, I think there's going to be a huge massacre on the beach because most of our main cast members are gone now. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Claire, Turniphead, Charlie are still there. 
Uh, and then, uh, you know, also Saeed and Shannon, but I think they're probably pretty safe. I, I see them escaping together with Vincent. together. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, we kind of had pegged last week as being sort of doomed. Uh, so I could see him oh. being, being part of the massacre. Uh, but I, I think Clara and Turniphead are, Claire and Turniphead are safe because they're so important to the others. They are seemingly so with the yes. Genesis device, Team Genesis device. Team Genesis device. I, I, I'd assume, uh, if Jack and company, though, if they make it out of the jungle or Michael and company make it back from the ocean, that there's going to be no other castaways left. I'd assume it's good. We're going to be down to our main cast members and whoever the others are. Uh, uh, you know, for season two. That would be my guess. Um, Michael Lucero points out in the chat room, again, y'all are not supposed to know it's a smoke monster yet. Why is that? Because we never actually see that it's a smoke monster. Okay. In this season, we just, it's just known yeah. that Lost has a smoke monster. Mm-hmm. See, I thought when Greg Grumberg, I thought they had specifically called it a smoke monster at some point. No. But I thought when Greg, Greg Grumberg died in the pilot, that uh, when the pilot, the pilot died, in the, died in the pilot, that we saw it or something. I enjoy but, that we tried to raise to say pilot died in the pilot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think we actually saw it because they were hiding in terror, mm-hmm. so they didn't die. That's fair. Okay. So, I don't know. But yeah, I definitely, that arts is up to no good. Yeah. That's what I say. I agree. You want to talk about, yeah, well, let, I, I mean, there were this there was a cornucopia of goodbyes in this episode. There was, but this specific one was very touching. Um, Jack and Sawyer. We know that Jack and Sawyer hate each other. They've never liked each other. They never get along. They always fight, whether or not about Kate or life. But can we just get a slow cap for Sawyer, a.k.a. James, <laughs> for stepping up and telling Jack about his father? Come on, mm-hmm. slow clap it. You're really bad at this. Okay, so this is the type of stuff that makes me actually like Sawyer and feel for him a bit. Mm -hmm. He comes around, or I'm coming around to his character because he almost said it last episode, I think, maybe the one before, when he realizes it. But, you know, he knows that he has the, he's the only person who possesses this information Mm -hmm. to put Jack's mind at ease, at least about something. Yeah. Like, yes, he's still stuck on an island, but he went there with such harsh hatred, Mm -hmm. venomous, nasty with his dad and Sawyer does take the opportunity knowing that he may never see Jack again to be like listen I met your dad Mm -hmm. he was proud of you he knew he was an ass (laughs) <laughs> and he just couldn't call you because he was on a really big bender. Mm-hmm. So good job, Sawyer. Yeah, I, I liked it too because I, I mean, we we do know that Sawyer will be appearing later on in the series. Let's just be honest. So I, I I'd assume that this sort of uh, olive branch to Jack is going to do a lot for their relationship moving into season two. Like I think they're going to be a super awesome duo team. Do do do, super awesome duo team. And I also thought it was really sad that that. Uh, Kate didn't really get to say goodbye to him. I did, and I hate Kate. That's fair. <laughs> oh, yeah, anything fun over in the chat room here? Uh, let's see. The chat room. Uh, let's see. Michael Luzer says, nope, they never said smoke monster yet. Just monster or that thing in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel said, I was happy that Sawyer finally told Jack about Jack's dad. I was waiting for that moment since the flashback episode. And Michael Luzer says, I liked Sawyer's line that Jack was about the closest thing to a friend he's got. Yes, definitely. Definitely. All good points. All, All good, good points. things. All good things. Definitely. Uh, but, you know, as much as this, and we're going to talk about some more later, too, uh, but as much as this episode was about goodbyes, it was also about revelations. There were a, a few small points that we've been picking on uh, yep. last week and the week before and the week before and the week before. It's what we do. That finally got explained 
or confirmed in this episode. So I I figured I'd just go ahead and run through a quick list of them. Sort of a bits and bobbles of revelations. Yeah, exactly. Uh, First of all, we found out that the plane was put in the safe deposit box by the uh, agent, Mm -hmm. by the agent who captured Kate. Marshall. And uh, but he was was he chasing after her because of last week's flashback or for the big bad thing she did before that that we still don't know what it is. I'm going to go with the big bad thing. I I I was thinking maybe a combo platter because he knows about the flashback stuff. Mm-hmm. So may, maybe he was on her because of that, and then the flashback stuff just added more fuel to the fire. That's fair. Okay, we also found out that Jack is officially divorced. He does not have a formerly uh, almost paralyzed woman waiting for him back home. Wasn't that it? Because her back uh, yeah. was all broken and yeah. he fixed it. Uh, so no strings attached, but we still don't know why he isn't married anymore besides the fact that it, he didn't really love her. Um, or at least that's our theory. Also, and as Michael referenced, you know, Jin, we find out that Jin wasn't upset and being a jerk because Sun lied to him. He was upset because he knew his actions had driven her to learn English so, so she could escape. He wasn't mad at her. He, she, he was mad at himself about how bad he screwed things up. I, I, I'm glad. I'm also really glad they made up before he left. Oh my gosh, yes. It's very touching. It very so touching. touching. And, and it's an, another case, and we've talked about this before, where in the pilot episode, I, I did not expect to... I, I, I expected it a little bit just because, you know, I kind of half remember partially watching the first season years and years ago but i i I know you definitely didn't expect to be so on board with this relationship not at all and so so great with um also we find out that the smoke monsters a security system is protecting the island from everybody but maybe only specific parts of the island it's it's still left very vague another answer without a full answer yeah and then of course last but not least we find out uh sawyer's Sawyer's real real name name. and uh, let's see here over in the chat room uh michael lucero says i like sawyer's line uh that jack was about the closest thing to a friend he's got oh we already uh yeah angel says uh to reference a trope they're like vitrolic friends all all of the feelings from jen and son scene angel t also says hey we have all the feelings a little bit more on that because we had a raft full of goodbyes (laughs) so Jin and Sun's making up this was the happiest and saddest part of the episode for me they Mm -hmm. finally apologize they come back together only for Jin to hop on the raft to try and save them all yeah um, he really didn't have to, but mm-hmm. I think he felt that that was like his penance mm-hmm. for his actions. Well, I think he says it in that scene a little bit too. He says, I'm going to save you. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's getting on that rat, the staying on that Island and realizing everything he did to get them in that position mm. is torture to him. And so he figures the best thing he can do is get off the Island and save them so they can get off of it and start their new life together. Right. But that Korean to English dictionary though, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was precious. It was not nearly as enough words on there for the amount of paper and pencil that they have well it had all the sailing basics okay because they're gonna say um harbor off the storm stern bow no they're Mm. going to be going oh god there is a bird coming at your head Mm -hmm. like Jin, bird bird attack like that's what they're gonna be getting look at the polar bear grabbing onto the underside of a raft raft. (laughs) exactly polar bear would have been better than stern bow um messages in a bottle where the heck did they get this bottle of wine Mm -hmm. um was this part of sawyer's secret stash um it is an awesome idea but i'm a little nervous for the actual bottle 
the raft is exceptionally tiny for having four people on it and their yes. stuff. And At least they don't have a dog, too. Well, yeah, we're getting to that. Um, a single piece of paper with all their names and statuses on it would have made a little bit more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they don't, I mean, really, they don't need the manifest anymore on the island. They could have sent the manifest and, you know, rest in peace on some of the people. Well, I got the impression that they were all just letter last letters to home in right. case they don't make it. No, yeah. I got, I get that. I'm just saying, it, I don't know. I, I don't, I fear for the safety of the bottle. <laughs> okay, now Walt giving Vincent to Shannon. Mm-hmm. From the outside, this is a super sweet and wonderful thing that Walt does. He knows that he can't bring the dog with him because you can't take the dog on a raft. And he has to leave him with someone. Shannon makes sense for that because of the reasons he says. You know, Vincent kept him company when his mom died. And now we can keep her company now that Boone is dead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <coughs> I, okay. I will say that it, it was the scene I never knew I wanted. Thank you. Yeah. But from our side of things with what we know, yes, they served wine, but it's been a month. Um, Michael Lucero in the chat yeah. room says they serve wine on planes. They usually serve small bottles, just like the small bottles of vodka that Jack mm-hmm. had. Um, from our side of things, we know that Walt has a superpower and knows things about the future, just like his warnings to Locke and to his dad and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is another reason for him leaving Vincent with Shannon, probably for protection, but why for her specifically? Yeah. He had the choice. He could have left the dog with anybody. He could have just left the dog. Mm. Not that he just left the dog. He could have left it with Locke. It would have made sense because we don't really see Walt and Shannon have a moment other than this, do so, we? So you think, yeah, and that was one thing I wrote down in my notes is that this episode was really good about having scenes between characters we haven't really seen interact very much. Right, right. And I think it's Walt knowing something's coming. He's knowing mm-hmm. that they're going to open the hatch, even though he told him not to. Yeah. So he's there to protect him. I, I, I like that too. Or maybe he just knows that Shannon is important for some reason, or she has something important to do, and maybe that's why. I, I really like that. That hadn't occurred Thank to you. me at all. So, so a very good job, Anne Marie. Thank you. Um, right now I'm good at stuff. Yeah, and that that was a really nice scene too. Just really, I I was kind of anti Shannon after everything that had happened. Right. But they that that scene and her reaction to getting the dog and stuff kind of brought me right back to Ugh. Team Shannon and Team Genesis Device, of course. Okay, uh, well, it's time to rate the episode before Anne-Marie's voice completely gives out. Um. And as <laughs> always, uh, we're going to use some random form of numbers and an object or something to give it an arbitrary rating to an arbitrary scale. You'll like this one. Okay, so Anne-Marie, out of 23 Bs or 42 Fs, I'm giving it a multiple uh, choice here today uh wh- what do you give this episode 39 f's 39 f's yeah why this was really good mm-hmm. it was really good um i'm kind of really looking forward to watching the other two <laughs> yes that's the scale um the other two parts of the episode i want to know mm-hmm. what happens oh yeah for sure i want to know what's going on I don't know why I can't sing today, but I am. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I really liked it. I'm glad that the French chick is back. I'm glad that we got things answered because that's the way a finale should go. Uh-huh. Um, but I, it still asks more questions, and that mm-hmm. is absolutely epic. Definitely. In the words of my children, it's epic. Definitely. As for me, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it 19 Bs. Uh, Just because a lot of time was spent in this episode with goodbyes and this, that, and the other. And and while some of it made a lot of dramatic sense, at the same time, it left me a little cold just because I was like, you know, these people are going to, most of these people are going to see each other again. Right. Uh, So, and that might be 
part of the disadvantage of viewing this so many years after the fact. Because I'm sure when people were watching it originally, they didn't know, they didn't know if Sawyer was going to die in the finale or not. Right. We know he's probably not going to. We know he's not. But 19 Bs, um, let's see, out of uh, 23 Bs or 42 Fs, Black Lucera gives it uh, 20 Bs and 40 Fs. And Angel T gives it 21 Bs or 38 Fs. And uh, let's see. Okay, so what would your scale be in Bs? 20. 20? Mine in Fs would be 42 because I love the number 42. Also, 28, 3, and 42 are the last two numbers in the sequence of the lost numbers. The numbers. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. Okay, so we'd love to hear from you. We didn't get any feedback this week, but we would love to hear your final thoughts on Season season 1. Non-spoilery. If you want to go ahead and send them in, we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash we're so lost. The Twitter's at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your thoughts on season one or give us a non-spoilery, like one sentence description of why your favorite episode of Lost throughout the series is your favorite. Give us the episode title and why it's your favorite. Okay, uh, so we'd love to thank our chat room again. We love your chat room. Angel and Black Lucerock uh, tonight over at live.universebox.com where we record every Thursday, 8.30 p.m. EST. This show, Be Here or Be Square. Uh, now, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? Or should I tell people since you're through? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone, or you can check out my blog, CrunchyCrafty.com. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at UniverseBox.com. And you can you can uh, take a, a raft and put it in water, but you can't make it float. But it was floating. I stand corrected. But you know what? It, it's not surprising that I made that mistake because not just me but you too I mean really we're so lost who will win the phone or the computer stay tuned because we're coming at you way to be Bill Meeks